Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Here at the Shane Oliver Experience, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Hello guys, hello, hey, welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me Storm and Bridie. Bridie, uh, Storm, you used to be the drummer of Chasm, but currently the drummer of the Royal Artillery, is that, that right? That's correct. Yeah, and Bridie, you are the main creator of Edentulous. Yeah, I'm the mother of it. The mother of it, okay, <laughs> cool. So how did, how, did all, how did all that come about? Like, so this is a... It's, 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 I wouldn't say it's really sort of off the, the track record for us anyway, but I've been starting to do a bit more photography, so I'm more interested in what uh, more people around the scene are actually getting amongst it and how they go about putting on exhibits and, and whatnot. And I didn't even realise that I'd taken photos at your one of your events. It was just more so that I knew the bands that were playing and that's why I was there. It wasn't really – no offence. It was – I was purely there like to like – hone my craft and getting photos of, of live bands and stuff and especially the aesthetic of that place at the station. <gasps> it was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's great. And I mean, it's like, it takes a village. Everyone's helping everyone. Having you there practicing your photography and getting into your craft, it also helps us. Mm-hmm. So it kind of really is just creatives helping creatives in that sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of what Edentulous really was all about to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the the interesting part is is that of course y- it's a photo exhibit as well but you've got bands playing with it too. So was was that the idea to have the like the music crowd sort of thing get amongst it as well thinking that it would be better to attract the crowd as well or did you think that uh with the aesthetic of the kind of photography and exhibit that was there like those bands sort of fit perfectly as well? Um, honestly, it was kind of the conjunction of things, really. Um, mm. One being, we were actually at the station for one of Bridie's um, exhibitions, mm. and she felt, well, I'll sort of let you somewhat explain it, I guess. Like, I feel like um, when you work a little bit in the fringes, um, in photography or in any sort of art, you don't have a lot of room to move or even have your work like shown off because it's just in its own little bubble. So I noticed that there was kind of a need to have um, some more gritty art on display and Mm -hmm. what better than to also tie that in with um, unorthodoxed or or like heavy metal or whatever kind of music that doesn't really get the front stage Mm -hmm. is um, and just like pairing them together was really 
mm. something that we hadn't seen before and felt that there was a real need for in Brisbane especially. Yeah, and we have like a lot of mates that do art and, you know, I, like being in bands myself over the last couple of years, we know a lot of bands. So it was almost just uh, like just an idea of having all the homies in the one spot, like being all the fellas from Resin Tomb, um, you know, like uh, Pip helping us record, like um, Falling Forever and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, and watch you die, um, like good mates with all of those fellas. Um, and then, yeah, like Brady was pretty much the organizer of all the art. Um, and yeah, it was actually the station where we kind of conceived the idea as well, because, Mm -hmm. um, being there, we just looked at it all and thought, man, it'd be really cool to have some bands here. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so that was, uh, when you did the show at, uh, the station on the 29th, is that right? Or yeah. the 28th? Yeah, back in May. Um, and so what was it, was it called anything then? Or was that like the, the original first show or was... Yeah, um, we still went under Edentulus at yeah, that okay. point. Um, oh, okay. So I think I follow now. So now you're turning it into sort of a series of events and whatnot. Much, yeah. Yeah, it, it okay. went so well. Like there was such a great success for it um, mm. that why not keep it going? There's so many more people that kind of want to be involved mm-hmm. and in yeah so many different parts of the art world in brisbane as well like a lot of dark corners that can we can shine a light on and you know give a showcase for people that do art that isn't you know particularly real triple j driven or you know bright and colorful and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah and i mean you're not going to get a lot of triple j bands playing at the station sort of thing too yeah, which exactly. is also like fucking boring like yeah. th- those, those <laughs> sorts of shows are so good like yeah, just exactly. the aesthetic and just like oh it feels like a, we're just playing a show at a warehouse right mm-hmm. now and then like just the whole atmosphere was just awesome because the bands just killed it that night as well and like the people that were there to watch and be a part of the exhibit and come and check it out they were really into it as well so when you have a good atmosphere of people there it really does change the whole uh, perspective on how an event excuse me, on how an event uh, unfolds sort of thing too because I guess if you didn't really have a a solid group of people ready to go or or know a couple of people, that's the thing too. Like everybody sort of like knows everybody within the scene as well. So it seems like it's sort of kind of not easy but if you can't, if you really got an idea for a show or a passion for it, there'll be a couple of people out there that have got the same idea as you and you can sort of come together and work that shit out. And that seems like from what you're telling us is that's essentially what's happened with this too. You've wanted to expand on on what the overall idea is and then turn it into sort of a series of things, which Mm. is really cool. Uh, The whole... Uh, idea of getting different kinds of bands for different events and stuff as well it was really cool because I noticed with the uh, postal teasings that you've been doing for this uh, second event was describing the bands as like noise bands and whatnot as well. So I'm fucking curious about that shit. Uh, yeah, it's um, an interesting path to go down, but I just saw that as another like kind of unorthodox music genre that needed um, some more coverage. And there are some great um, musicians out there doing some wild stuff with just pots and pans. And I think, um, I think that should just be shown. Also tied in with a few maybe like synth goth bands that we have lined up for the night to keep it. I don't know, not. Uh, not too abrasive, <laughs> mm. but 
Um, also, just the message behind noise artists tends to be pretty different from other musicians. They tend to kind of not really might care about what you think of it. It's all about what they're expressing and what they're feeling in the moment, mm. um, which I think is kind of performance art in its own way. So it's yeah i guess it's i'm just trying to have a picture in my head like because when you when you say there's like shouting and stuff all i'm thinking of is just like someone standing over me like screaming and then someone going that's art (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh that's a bit intense um but like not against it obviously but that's definitely not something that i've really dabbled in much of but i'm curious like that's another reason why i want to come and check it out too so how do do you like so yeah again i'm curious like so the who are the artists that you've got on for the event uh, the artists yeah yeah Yeah. the noise artists sorry so we've got um a vet alpha auger Pow, yeah. Yvette Affa Ogapow, who goes by Yvette the Doll. Um, we've got Micro Mort, who is uh, one solo musician from Sacred Caterpillars. And we have an up-and-coming um, goth synth band called Sacred Hearts. And so the first two are Strictly Noise and kind of strip everything back to minimalist sound and see where they can push their limits from there um, and experiment in what they're able to do through that. And then our final act will be Sacred Hearts and they are a little bit more um, true to 80s sound and Mm -hmm. the Saints and trying to give a good nod to some of the Brisbane punk and goth bands we had back in the day. So it was nice to mix it up because... Yeah, for sure. Like, because you do get the same, like, it's not so much the same thing over and over again, but you don't really see that many sort of noise bands or even like industrial bands or anything like that going around these days. So it's always cool to see that there is another avenue for that to take place. And I, it's frustrating too because you want more of this stuff to happen as well but it just feels like there's less and less venues nowadays to be able to do it too mm-hmm. it's been a huge push and and well, fight i should say for the the bowls club at east brisbane because yeah. backbone does so much stuff there so much and i've yeah i've been pretty you know i would say vocal but like pretty passionate about whenever i see that sort of stuff or anything to do with it like sharing about it because there's been so many good shows at that place not just like before it was backbone right you know and they do they do such good stuff there and you know it it worries me like places like say the station how long are they going to last right they can do they can do heaps of stuff there but it's whether or not someone along the line comes and goes oh i want to turn this into a fucking apartment block see you later you know and then there's another yeah. there's one less venue that you're able to do and it's like well fuck man you want you want this scene to grow but you're making it really hard you're yeah. making it really hard and all you're letting us really let grow is all those fucking generic fuckers that are coming through on the radio and stuff like they're the ones that you get all the real plugs for like it, so I mean, be it already lost crowbar yeah so. that was kind of like the whole point of edentialist as well is just getting kind of for lack of a better term, all the freaky artists together. And like yeah. and even trying to explore like and try and find these new or like find venues that are just sitting there like, you know, not really being used. Like yeah, and and give it give like them just, a, Yeah, give trying to find even maybe like I think we've talked about like trying to find a church. Um <sighs> and like trying to find yeah. 
in future, like even trying to find somewhere that we could do like market stalls and have bands and whatnot as well. So, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like I don't know. Um, we've actually even like um booked or going to book um some movies for next year as well for the like um Halloween um period for next year. Right. Like so, what, what do you mean, book movies? Like book out cinemas? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, that was really poorly said. But yeah, um, no, no, no. Yeah, we've no, actually worked it out. Been in contact with uh, Red Hill Cinemas, was it? Yeah, Red yeah. Hill Cinemas. It used to be the old burnt out um, ice skating rink that mm. everyone knows mm. of, and then was rejuged mm. into a nice, small, intimate cinema. And I kind of had a word with them about um, how we're kind of lacking any sort of old classic horror movies mm-hmm. um, and try and bring the resurgence of them, even um, old faithfuls like The Shining or like something a little bit m- more obscure, like Begotten. So really... Shining, yes, Begotten. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> no Should idea. look it up. It's on YouTube to yeah. watch. It's, um, it's a, U- is it a it's YouTube It's a YouTube film? movie. <laughs> yeah, because yes. it, it couldn't... It couldn't really be shown anywhere. They couldn't put it into a genre. <laughs> but um, just, like, bringing some, like, as much as we want to bring out the weirdness that is happening in music and art, like, really just the weirdness everywhere. To So, I don't know, create a safe space for the little oddballs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and why not, too? Because where else are the, like, that's the thing, too. Like, where else can they do it? There's not really that many places, you know, and that's... It sucks when you always have to feel like you're just banging on a dead horse sort of thing, right? Mm. But it's just, that's the main problem, mm. you know? And you just keep coming back to it like, well, there'd be more stuff uh, to do if there were more venues. And it's like, oh, why don't you do it there? So, well, well, most people can't afford like a $5,000 deposit before mm. they do a show sort of thing because I know a lot of venues, well, not not a lot, but most anyway, will usually have to, you have to lay down like a cover charge of sorts. Like you have to sell a certain amount of tickets and this sort of thing. Yeah. So which you, we've you, been really lucky to avoid all that with the station. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like it's ideally you want, you want to be able to bring people through the door as well. But when you make it feel like you're pressured in order to bring the numbers in, you can almost kind of feel it from like the other end. Like say you was you as a as a punter coming in to check it out. You can almost kind of like feel like if an event is sort of rushed or if they're trying to they're trying to over promote it in a sense. And it's like, oh man, get out of my face now! I really don't want to come and check it out. You know, like it's, it's, it's a like, fine line. Yeah, I know people can be really fickle, and I mean I'm the same too. Like you keep shoving it down my face, and I'm eventually just going to go, "Now fuck you, then." I'm, I'm, I'm not had enough. But it's different, obviously, with this sort of stuff because I enjoy this and I, I plug and promote stuff that I enjoy. So, you know, you're not in that category. That's fine. <laughs> I love the shit that you guys do. So, I mean, that's, again, why I wanted to get you guys on and have a chat and, you know, uh, find out the, the passion and the, and the motivation behind this sort of stuff because mm-hmm. it does, at the end of the day, come down to a really sort of niche group or, or, or vibe that you're trying to get out for. And a lot of... I don't really want to say it that way, but a lot of the normies <laughs> will see it half the time and go, good God, what the fuck is this, right? But there's a lot of them. And then so that feels like you're pigeonholed, but then, you know, like you said before, letting all the letting everybody in into a safe space and whatnot, it really gives you a chance to show off the art and they can be appreciative and you can talk to like-minded people in that sense too. 
it's yeah like you said it's a fine line mm. it's a fine line because you know again like the idea of you guys doing a show in a church i'm like fuck yeah that is so cool but also like ooh, what yes. kind of church are you gonna try certainly like, a future idea yeah like, that's that's just more like a I don't know. I, I, I will sweet talk my dream, way yeah. into a church. Don't you worry about it. I tell you what. I tell you what. It would be pretty fucking cool though, aesthetic wise. But whether you wonder whether or not they would actually, because uh, I'm, I'm just going going off my memory of the May show, and I remember seeing there was one that was like super gory shit, and I'm just thinking, who? Which one was that? Uh, oh. I believe that was Molly's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, it was just fucking. Yeah, right. Okay, imagine that hanging up in a church. Like, yeah, that would, that would be so good. <laughs> it would be so good, but then you'd see them being like, oh, I'm going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have let this happen. Yeah. What do I do? Maybe don't invite the pastor along, but... Yeah, <laughs> no, you have to, you know, you'll have to try and find... Because there's usually always one... There's always, like, one really sort of young, up-and-coming sort of chaplain bloke or something there that's really like, yeah, let's give it a go, guys. I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. In- inclusiveness and everything. Well, see, churches were a lot more like that back in the day. Like in the 60s, a lot of underground filmmakers would air their like R-rated plus movies for first screenings in churches, just kind of by convincing them to let them show a movie, not show them what movie it is, and then then go from there. So might try and do one of those, (laughs) a fast and loose, just... Like book in a show, plug and promote it, don't show... Any of it to the old, uh, to the play, like the owners of the place until the day of, and then as you're coming in with all the shit, them just going, oh, <laughs> shit, uh, how do we do with this? Uh, it, it sounds like it sounds like I'm taking a dig at your stuff. It's not. I, I swear. Like I love your shit. Um, what what got you into this sort of stuff to begin with? Like not so much the idea of edentialist, but the the art. Uh, uh, artistic side of it all and 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 whatnot so um the the idea of getting edentialists up and running yeah sure that fantastic you've got artists coming to contribute but why was it that you got like you yourself wanted to start doing something like this like where did the idea come from um well other than yeah feeling like i didn't have a space to show my own work or if it did it kind of like stuck out like a sore thumb for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. in in an exhibition but like that would be mainly it and for where why I create my art in general um tends to kind of stem from just having like a kind of fucked up way of thinking I Mm -hmm. and I need to express that in some sort of way in like working in my mind is like working with different horror movie characters. So I like to kind of show that. Sorry. (laughs) Can't speak. But, um, yeah, I like to kind of show that in, like, for other people to see. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) I I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, like, it's it's the idea of thinking that, you know, you see something in 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 your mind that that resonates with you, but you know it's not necessarily going to resonate with anybody else. But you don't want to feel like, oh, I should not feel like that's a cool idea or whatever, because that's how you feel. Mm. Like that's your interest, right? So I, I understand that because you know it's, it's like say something you like or the music that you like. If you're hanging out with people that 
do not listen to that sort of thing. And they'll be like, oh, what the fuck you listen to? This sort of thing. You get that imprinted into your head while you're trying to enjoy your shit. You'll be thinking to yourself, oh, wait, maybe my, my, my ideas or the stuff that I enjoy are really shit mm. or the stuff that I listen to is shit and then you're sort of like fighting with yourself like what you should and shouldn't you know sort of be a part of and it's like it's such a fucked way of thinking too but I know that was a thing for me when I, as, as I was growing up right yeah. um, definitely been around that roundabout a few times <laughs> yeah yeah like I, I was a I was very much sort of like a jock in in the sense that I played a lot of sport did all that stuff and 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 my thing was that I still listened to metal. Like I, I, from about 13, 14 onwards was when I started listening to like System of a Down and Slipknot and Mudvayne and then it just got, you know, productively heavier and heavier and heavier as the years went on. But there was always the same thing. Like say if I was, I remember I went away to the snow, like snow trip, we went down to Parish, is it Perisher or whatever? Uh, went down to Perisher and we're all checking into our rooms and whatnot after a, like a 22-hour bus ride or whatever. And usually every now and then some people, you know, get, get car sick. I was that guy. And this is this will sum it up. Like I was the guy that was sticking his head between the chairs, making the... While someone in front is trying to not yak, but they've got the bag there ready to go. But you can, you can hear the first one where they're like... <laughs> And and this is the thing, my brain just goes, oh, yes. And I'm going to be that guy that's just like poking around going, oh, don't do it. And yeah, and they're like, shut up. You're such an asshole. And I'm like, I'm all right. I I pre-planned. I brought my ginger tablets, yo. (laughs) Travel calm. Good Boy Scouts always prepared. Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Thumbs up to that. And yeah, so checked in and everything. And then I've got everybody else is fucked out of the of the room so I'm like oh yeah sick I'll get all my stuff out and I just I remember I just started listening to uh was it 2009 Cannibal Corpse just dropped Evisceration Plague that album right so I just started listening to that and sure enough they started coming through uh whatever and then I stopped listening but one one of my mates Nathan heard it and then as as they would a couple of girls come in right like in between like we all crash and stuff and then Nathan goes, oh, why don't you put on some of the music that you that you like, Shane? Like, what are you listening to lately? I said, are you really going to fucking do this to me right now, man? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I'm like, whatever, all right. And then, yeah, it was, oh, Scourge of Iron comes on, <laughs> fucking cannibal. And, and you should just have seen the chick's face. You should have seen it, man. It was just hilarious because she, like I was saying before, like she was a normie. She was a normie and then she heard it and went, how can you even listen to that? They're just <laughs> screaming at you. It's so mad. They're sad and angry. I'm like, this is therapeutic as fuck mm. right now. Like, because now it means that you're going to go and I'm going to have more space to myself. So, yeah, like, it's just, you hear that sort of stuff over time and when you're younger and the influential parts of your life and you hear that and you, you're, you're almost like sort of, yeah, maybe I shouldn't show this sort of mm. stuff. And you get really sort of anxious about wanting to express yourself. And I know that's that's been one of the biggest things for me because, you know, I want to start putting, well, not so much putting on, but like building up a portfolio of my photography and stuff that I have taken and it's mostly all live shots and stuff. But I know I've taken other stuff as well. But just setting it up, organising it, like, mm. well, here you go. How do you organise all your shit? 
because I'm trying to work out how to do that right now and I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like at least over a thousand photos that I need to sort of organise in Mm. a sense. But then there's at least about a hundred of them I want to sort of like get ready to go as like say an an exhibit or an art piece, right? It's like how do you fucking pick and choose the, the ones that you want to do? Like this is the side that I'm at right now. So like... I want to hear from you, like, how do you organise your, your portfolios and, like, how do you know what sort of theme you want to go with, with, like, an exhibit? Mm. Fair enough. Um, well, the theme, we never we never give a specific theme. I feel like it comes with the territory. You mm-hmm. kind of know what we're, we're, what we're after. But, um, and with, like... Compiling a portfolio, man, I'm no, I'm not very good no, <laughs> at okay. it either at all. It's really flying by the seat of your pants in that sort of way. Mm. Um, and narrowing into, narrowing down things into little projects. Like I feel like you can side split things off, just make a zine of um, all of your kind of live photography, like live mm-hmm. music photography. Like that's a great place if you've got so many um, ones that you'd like to show off, mm-hmm. like so many images, then why not put it all in one big book for people to collect and have on their coffee table and to flick over and stuff like that? Because, it, yeah, as you say, if you've got so much, it's hard to kind of narrow down what you want for, say, an exhibition. Mm. Um, that there are just so many little options out there where you can kind of like have an exhibition, have a zine there, like put, yeah, okay. you know, no. So the the process of making zines, is there ones that you can do sort of online or is it sort of in person? Like, not in, you know what I mean, in person, like you make it yourself sort of thing or is there like a program where you can sort of do it online as well to, to map them out and whatnot? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you can still do it like real old school, the old paper and pen style, but mm-hmm. um, Adobe InDesign is um, your best friend when it comes to making just like your your simple layout and I've found that like most like there's a really great company called Mixum who does it for like dirt cheap I don't know if they make any money off it at all but they will print high quality mm-hmm. stuff for young artists like just to help them out and I found that that was the best way to go for me Okay. Personally, and I yeah. would recommend a hundred percent. What were they called? What were they called again? Mixum, M I X A M. A M. Okay. All right. Because I will probably, I just definitely check that one out myself as well. Because yeah, I, I'm looking at uh, different ways now to sort of get my photos out there, other than just like putting posts up every now and then on Instagram. Like that's. I mean, like, fuck Facebook these mm. days. I don't use that to promote or plug shit for this podcast anymore. I just can't stand it because the only time I can get exposure is through paying for ads and, and that and fitting into whichever algorithm wants to work mm. that day. It's fucked. Like, I got more reactions or reach from sharing fucking memes than I did actually sharing posts of music, uh, 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 shows coming up or bands or uh, or new music coming out mm. they got like fucking 20 30 40 people seeing it i share a funny meme it gets a good reaction there's like 120 30 people that see that like what the fuck man <laughs> yeah the like, that is not fa- the important thing right now that's a funny haha not a fucking let's plug this shit this is no uh yeah so instagram is just all i use these days yeah the days of facebook influence are over 
pretty much. Yeah, well, isn't you, it going meta? Like <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake, seriously. It's it's one of those ones. That it's always pissed me off as well, especially since I was you know uh, like younger. It, it's always been like the medium for planning and like events and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Like the, the, if it wasn't for Facebook, it's really hard to try and. Like you know, share events and uh, like and all that sort of stuff. It almost like begs that you know there needs to be like another platform for just that sort of thing. Well, mm. there was, but you know, um, I think I think MySpace Tom <laughs> knew that this is the world that that could have happened if MySpace stayed, and that's why I reckon he did. I don't. There's no proof. This is just my theory, my conspiracy for <laughs> once, right? I reckon fucking MySpace Tom knew that what he had could potentially turn into something like Facebook and he went fuck that I'm not going to be a part of that shit and then went and explored the re- the world for the rest of the uh, for the last however long it was that's cuz that's all he's been doing really is that shit you know <laughs> living his living best dreams. life yeah yeah living his <laughs> best life and got away from all that world right and then yeah you got Facebook that comes over and then turns into what it is now is this just monstrous like Maybe he actually was the dude who created Zuckerberg. Like he, he he's the robot. Like he, he's he like was the inspiration <laughs> for that fucking weirdo to start Facebook. Yeah. Oh man, it's just frustrating as hell that now that they've become the premier online thing that people go to. If you want to plug your shit, you're gonna have to pay for it. Mm. Like just that's it these days. Like you can, you know, you can not pay for it. But, like, you're going to have to, like we are talking earlier, like, you're just going to have to harass and harass and harass people to, like, can you share my shit, please? I get no reach. And then they're just going to be like, fuck, all right, okay. But it's like, they're not getting, they're not mad. at Like, they understand, but it's also like, fuck, just leave me alone. i got my shit to do. So it's just this constant back and forth battle of trying to promote your shit. And it's impossible to. I mean, what are you going to do? Like send out mass emails? I d- like, I don't know what to do anymore. I, like, I mean. I reckon people should need to start going back to basics and start signing up to like an email list or, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Or, you know, yeah. people going back to making their own websites. And yeah, then well, flyers mm. get taken down, like, straight away in, in and around the city in the valley and stuff. I fucking like, hate that so much. Like, it would just look so cool yeah. with <laughs> flyers everywhere. It'd be great. It looks like the city's actually alive and there's something happening. No, but it's all, it's all going to look like bricks and modern <laughs> yeah. and gross. And <laughs> just hate that. It's so draining after a while. Like, I know some people love the city life and they're all about that. Cool. All bad. Well, I don't, I've never been, I've never been like that really. Like, I like the city, but just driving in it, the hustle and bustle, I fucking hate it. Mm. I love the countryside though. I'm yeah. cunt, like, I was born, I was, I was born in the country. I lived there for like five, six years, uh, five or so years before I moved up here, but I always loved going back down there and shit. Never, wasn't long enough to experience it all, but just enough to know that the country's better. (laughs) (laughs) And that I love going out there as much as I can because also as well, like there's better scenery out there for photography. You know, I love that. So I love love going up the sunny coast ways and shit and then just sort of going inland a little bit if I can and then just finding like random places to go. I'll park up my car and just start walking for a little bit and find someone's randomised driveway that says do not enter and I will enter and you know, you know, like like I'm sorry guys, I'm just I'm lost. Help me. <laughs> Dyslexic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it said come on in. <laughs> yeah. So I I love doing that sort of stuff more and it and it helps me check out from all that as well because yeah, it's just been 
how about you? But it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse as the as the months go on now. Like we've all had this hysteria of bullshit that's gone over, and you know, luckily for us, we didn't really get too smashed in terms of uh, how many people got it and all that crap. But you know, I think the the long lasting effects are now happening, and people are all just like fucking weird and testy. I'm the same, man. I'm just like, I, I don't want to hear people's shit half the time anymore. I think that was my phone. How rude of me. Yeah, it was. Sorry about that. Um, it, I'm just so t- touchy these days with, with, with people and whether, like, if they're just doing something stupid, it's like, I'll be like, come on, man, stop. <laughs> just, just be a good person and just stop being an asshole. Like, is it really that hard? Yeah, you I know? think a lot of people are just out of patience. To be honest, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think so too. Like, mm. I am, <laughs> yeah. and I'm trying not to be because I know everyone's going through their shit. But you know, you can only be patient for so long. Mm. So it's also very handy and 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 helpful to find the outlets as well for. Uh, distractions and your mental health and shit like that too because i know uh, we were talking about before like you know going going through mental health and shit like that you know you you say it but then it's you know if for the person on the other end listening it's like oh yeah they're going through their own trials and whatnot yeah i understand that but then you yourself it's it's just completely different people can understand that you're going through it but they're never truly going to understand how heavy the weight is mm-hmm. of whatever it is that you're dealing with and you can you can understand it and and be there for them and support them and whatnot but it's it's this is the real pivotal thing i think now in this in this era is that people need to get more in check with their head and give themselves time you know mm-hmm. give themselves time to like sort of understand and process shit rather than jumping the gun yeah because, yeah, people just need to chill a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, just not much. Bit, Still be mad change. about the things that you need to be mad about, you know, but just take it down a notch and not hurl shit at stuff, you know, hurl shit at people. So that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if anything, yeah, that's sure. one thing that I've had to learn hard way as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no. Nah, because it's, it's e- like, when you, when you let stuff build up on you like that too, you just... It's that breaking point where something as minuscule as some fuckhead like yep. brake checking you on the or road lost or something. Or, you know. Yeah, and then suddenly you're the asshole because you've just finally fucking gone. <laughs> and they're just like, whoa, man, whoa. It happened to me uh, Friday night, I think, or Saturday night. I just stopped into Yardies and I'd parked in that undercover car park that's there, sort of thing. And I, I parked one park too close. Like, I was in the wrong spot, basically. There was this... As I pulled in, this Audi was getting towed. And I thought, ha, sucked in, right? As the car park I pulled into, next thing I know, I've got two, like, two guys running over to me going, hey, we just got this car towed and you're parking in the spot right there. Get out of the spot. Like, can you not read? And I'm just looking at them both going, all right, all right. <laughs> Chill, guys. <laughs> chill. Like I see it. Like, but their just initial reaction was just to like run their opinion, everything mm. right down my throat. And I'm just, you know, I wasn't angry. I wasn't anything. And I just said, "All right, man, I'll move." There's a park right behind me. I'm sorry. Whatever. Mm. Revert. Like literally, just did the old reverse right back into it. And it took two seconds. Get out of the car. And one of the older guys was over there, like death staring me. And as I got out, and I went. <laughs> two big thumbs up yeah. to him and he's you could just see him just start going like 
And I'm like, oh shit, locked the car and just started walking away. I'm like, man, you're a, a smart ass, man. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> with, with people that are that like tightly wound, I, I feel the only way to completely disarm them is just to be completely calm. Because mm. it's really hard to be like really angry or, you know, at someone that's just. You know, like the That's Dalai Lama. Like, totally <laughs> calm. Can, yeah. Like, can you imagine trying to give that dude a mouthful? It would be impossible. Like, he would just be standing there nodding, agreeing with you, and saying thank you. They like, and they're probably like, I don't know, but like telling you where you're wrong. They want you to come to their level yeah, so they exactly. can match that. Yeah, it's the classic. Yeah. The first one to scream, yeah, like loses the argument. Sort of yeah. Oh, look, you know, just just take a chill pill. And just just relax us, you know. Sucked su- sucked into the Audi driver, right? But like, <laughs> yeah, like sorry, sure, it sure was an accident. It. it wasn't really an accident. Like parking shit in the valley. Like, and, and what was really annoying though is that the the reserve spots, right, or whatever, they were for their businesses, but also their businesses were shut, mm. right. And so like, it just it didn't make any sense to me. Like while they were picking up a. Like getting real angry about it to begin with, anyways, because yeah. like, well, we, no one's here to sell shit. Mm. Like, your doors are shut, and you you parked here for for whatever reason. Cool, but you're not selling anything. Like, chill, <laughs> like, yeah. just chill. Anyway, wildly off topic. <laughs> um, that that just fucking happens. Whatever. Um, Can't complain. Yeah. So, um, we've we've dabbled in chatting about edentulus mm. uh your so when when is this next event again is it on the friday next week it's is it the saturday it's saturday. the 13th of november right um so yeah that's a week away coming yeah. in hot and fast yeah, what, what time does it start and where is it at 6 30 at the station it's at the station yeah. again. cool cool because i know i've got a i've got something i've got to be somewhere i've got to be in the afternoon but that means then I can come straight from that to the the um, the station because I'll know where I'm going as well, so it won't be too fast. So yeah, and yeah. it's local. Like we're pretty lucky oh. to be like smack bang in the middle of the valley for that yeah. aspect. Like everyone can find their way there, so we're pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so is it is it still got tickets available? Yeah, there are yeah. still a few tickets, and we may just pop a couple on the door as well mm-hmm. for okay. if anyone wants to stroll on in. Right. And last I saw, they were 15? Yeah, they're 15. Yeah. 15. So $15, 6.30 start at the station for Edentulus. That would be fucking sick. And so you've also got this second one. Have you already started planning a third one or...? Uh, not too much. Like we're starting to, because Storm will be jumping back in on the third one and taking over like full control of the music. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to think maybe some bands that he's keen on getting in and uh, that's why I'm looking into churches because oh, yeah. if we can score one, why not let it be the third show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and would there be a theme going with the church show if you could get that? Like, this is what I'm trying to work out. Like, so you get a you get a church venue. So what would, like, what sort of theme would you be looking at? Like, would it be like this sort of... If anything... Would possibly even just try and tailor the artists to yeah. like suit a bit more of a churchy sort of thing. Okay. Or, yeah. Okay. And would you test the waters with the kind of music or bands you'd get there? It's <laughs> it's almost you got to play with the cards you're dealt in Brisbane, yeah, to be honest. That's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
it's not you know we, we have a lot of bands but like it's not as you know prominent as elsewhere oh mm. look it, you get places like the states which are just flooded yeah flooded with choices of bands because it's just so many people over there so many people to start bands it's insane so yeah you're not wrong in that aspect like we've got a we've got a good scene here but i mean just like everybody knows one another it's Mm. exactly you know and everyone rushes off to melbourne which is Mm. yeah when they get the chance to yeah you know that's definitely something that i noticed and like wanted to avoid strongly was everyone that had any that had ever done anything good here in the scene had just waltzed on down to melbourne and left like the scene kind of dead in the water which i don't blame them there's a lot happening there but i would like to see more of that in brisbane it kind of i don't want everyone to run away to the New York of Australia and kind of leave us as the little conservative city that we've been known to be. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah, because that's, yeah, there's like I'm off to the bigger and better things. It's like, well, if we all did bigger and better things everywhere, mm. we wouldn't have to run off to Melbourne or it could exactly. just be another opportunity rather than being better opportunities. Why mm. can there not be an equal amount in Brisbane as there is in Melbourne, mm. you know? Fucking... This yeah, this scenes can be quite fickle up here, but you know, I mean, I love it. I love it. Like, there's some great bands that have come from Queensland, from Brisbane, and and all the way up north and stuff. You know, but yeah, that's just you're not you're not wrong. They always just seem to hit to head to Sydney or, yeah, or it's Melbourne. Always, yeah, the classic Brisbane tale of it's good while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think this is ideally this would be the best time for us to all sort of like not you or me, I just mean as the music scene in general, to, like, really fucking ham it on. Like, this is the best time to. We're coming out of all this lockdown shit. The states and borders are finally fucking doing their thing. And get over all that crap and stop whinging about it and, and get on with it and look after one another, yada, yada. So we'll be able to do shows, you know. We'll be able to do more shows again So and, and bands coming up. So why not now, for the whole scene, fucking work on it? Get the good, get some good venues and good promoters in again, doing the shit that they need to do. Put the bands on and fucking really plug and promote. Mm-hmm. Like this is best best time for it now, because then yeah, otherwise people are going to go back to fucking. Let's go back to Melbourne. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's so much room for movement here as well because I feel like down in um, Melbourne, you'd kind of be yelling into the void doing stuff like this. There's already so much of that happening that you really do have to fight for recognition, whereas up here, because it's such a small little pool mm. of what's hap- of like that already happening, that you can kind of make a big splash. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can be the one uh, to... to that starts it off to be the go-to for there and then it can start the the trickle down where people go, oh, this can be viable here. We can do this. And then then you can be like, off my children. And then you can go to (laughs) Melbourne where you've set it up and be like, now I can go and explore and do shit. You set the foundations up for other people to be able to do that. I mean, that's community building, right? Like, that's what you want. You want, to, you want to be able to rely on the people around you that are amongst the scene to not necessarily have your back in that essence, but also just go, hey, if you need anything, we're here. You know, we can do it. We can help. We can do this. We can do that. And, or, you know, there's just as much opportunity here as there would be down south or wherever or overseas. And, yeah, 
I just I just like to see more happening again. That's mm-hmm. all. Because yeah, it just really showed as well that we've really not got much up here in Brisbane in terms of like like yeah, we do, but also there's a lot of bands that were planning on coming up sort of thing from Sydney and Melbourne and Adelaide and everywhere. And then you could just really see, like, we were struggling for gig, like, festivals and gigs to, like, pull bands and stuff. It's like, oh. So this is what I mean. Like, you need to build the scene instead yeah. of just relying on the old faithful fucking bands. It gets boring. It gets stale after a while. Not know? a lot of homegrown stuff left here. No, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, you don't – there's not really – like, say Soho is a really good example, right? Like, that's a homegrown fucking band that, you know – Started Malkravat sort of thing, and then you know they're still fucking local dudes. They most of them live local still. I'm planning on chatting to the drummer at some point soon. I've just got to find a time to fucking chat to him. It's not his fault, not my fault. <laughs> it's just one of those things when you try and organise time. It's <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your eyes are widening on that one. It's like <laughs> trying to. I'm sure it like organising. The, the event and stuff, locking people in. Oh, I'll get back to you on this date. Oh, can we move it to this one? Or oh, I don't know. Yeah, there'd be a lot of stress involved, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's sometimes like talking to a brick wall, trying to get information out of people. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it's all part of the territory. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, and I mean, it, it it's the same breath for like musicians and bands and stuff. Like for your instance as well, Storm. You 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 try and everybody's got their own opinions and 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 ideas on how to get the music together and then. Oh, I think this might work this way instead. No, mate, it fucking doesn't. You know, <laughs> and then you got to iron that out. Like, I'm not saying that's what you're going through, but just as an example, right? There's always there's always choices or people's ideas that may not necessarily fit. Yeah, there's always something. There's yeah. always something. It, like, you know, you go to put on a gig and then you find out that, that there's like a a, an extra member that ha- is just doing noise or whatever, which is actually, which <laughs> yeah. was, which was the case with um, what you die. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I had all the sound organized through my mate Zed, um, who is the guitarist for Royal Artillery, mm-hmm. and um, he pretty much decked us out. But it was more the point of um, Connor Fenton from What You Die. I think he had to use some of his own gear just because it was stuff that we couldn't really provide. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember the logistics of it because I was kind of running around like a headless chook. But, um, yeah, it w- it we had a bit of a kerfuffle on the day, which we w- ended up working through. But yeah, yeah, okay. So is it he, is he the sample dude? Yeah, he was. Yeah, right, he was. Um, okay. I'm, yeah, uh, What You Die, well, that was actually their last show. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you were drumming for that? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, were, it was, right. It was yeah. actually my first and last show with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you killed it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no that, was, that was cool. And I've always, I've always really sort of like when you get those bands up on stage like that where there's like the extra member mm. and sort of thing and you're like, oh, what the fuck are they doing? Mr. Slipknot up there, right? And yeah, I, but I, I love the, the sample shit though. Yeah. It's really cool when it gets fused into, like it goes so well with like hardcore shit too. When it works well, it works well. Like you can't, it like, you know, um, dudes like Vane and Sanction over the last couple of years have done like done that really well as well, yeah. in my opinion. Like, it's no, not enough time to try and dabble with all this shit, right? Like, because yeah. I'm getting back into playing guitar, and it's just you know, there's so many things I want to do right now, but it's just trying to manage time. Oh yeah, there's it's only really, 24 hours in a day. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, it's so hard, man. If like, only we didn't have to sleep, it'd be a lot more <laughs> productive. Like, we just get like a lot more done. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about that a lot. 
It, it doesn't work though. <laughs> Imagine if you work. could just plug yourself in, just like charge. Well, like oh. fucking Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, now we're getting real, like fucking right into the zone of <laughs> into the twilight zone. Into yeah. the tw- man, futuristic. Is that what they really? What do you reckon? You reckon we'll get there at one point? Like if oh, I just need a couple of Z's. <laughs> Plug yourself into the wall and charge. Oh, I'm good Little now. IV drip. No, I, I'd miss sleep too much. I need oh, that. I yeah. need that bit of unconsciousness. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> you, well, your body needs to rest as well. See, yeah. so it needs that time to actually like recover and shit. You wouldn't be able to do it in like two minutes. I'm just trying to like this whole time talking about. It, I'm just thinking like, how would you charge your brain? Like, but then there's like there is electricity running through 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 your brain. Like that is a whole thing. Like so. It's wild, right? I mean, the human body is just mm. just fucking fascinating, mm. but you know, it's not music related at all. So <laughs> let's fucking get back onto that. So, what what are you uh, venturing onto next, Storm? Outside outside of the uh, Edentialist that you're a part of as well. Um, you said you were drumming for uh, Royal Artillery and uh, somebody else, um, uh, or it was just Royal Artillery. Yeah, yeah, um, right. I'd- yeah, recently um, I've had some stuff with Chasm, but um, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, like very very fucking proud of the release that we you know had out. This oh, it was, um, it was fantastic, amazing release. Like I still play, um, I still play those songs. I've got them on. I've got a couple of those songs. Drowning in particular is one of my favorites off that one too. That I I still listen to every day. It's it's really like even though it's not there are spoken words or, or singing or, and whatnot in it as well but it's just really nice to listen to stuff that has less of that yeah. and more of a focus on the music rather than anything else like the music tells a story not the yeah. not well, the words also like being like for lack of a better term the three headed dog on most gigs as well and like in Chasm um, mm. like whenever we'd play like you know y- you've listened to us so you know mm. that we're not like a typical you know straight down the line heavy band no, that, that definitely no. played into the whole identitialist idea as well just be- having a sort of space where you can have, you know, like, differences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have that good contrast as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, there is so much contrast in, you know, in heavy music and heavy art and all that sort of stuff. It just depends on, like, how you look at it as well and what genre it is that it falls under, I suppose. Yeah. And, I know, and, yeah, sorry. And, like, the execution of it all as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like to label, like, genres or anything like that, but at the end of the day, it really does kind of help, like, find the sort of music that you want to listen to though as well like because if you did if they do somehow get fucking pigeonholed you can work it out yourself you know you know what sort of music they'll be and like that it's not the generic label or whatever that they're put under sort of thing but that's just what most people will do to give it a category right it does help but you know it's it's not something that I, I would guess that yours even really kind of falls under like a specific category, right? Like the sound itself, like it, it, it was instrumental. Um, it was, it, it was very sort of met like, like that metal sound. And then there's almost like sort of a post hardcore sound that comes through it as well in parts. And it's like, for fuck's sake, man, like, that's what I mean. Like you can't, you can't label that sort of sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that was just more because, like uh, when we started jamming, Eli and mm. I had played, you know, a bunch of different sort of covers that went from like Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. to like, like I don't know, just like heavier songs and shit like that, like Horse Hunter and all that. Stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so like we didn't really know where we wanted to where we wanted to sit for a long time, and like we like played a lot of black metal. Like we're both jazz trained and all that sort of stuff oh, as well. No so shit, it's all yeah. 
I don't know. It was just one of those ones. And also, having all the genres there to look at is great because you know what's being done and mm-hmm. you can almost just try and find a space. To well, that, that, that's like, exactly right. Like, you when, when you know what everything is, you can sort of know what you're doing differently. Or, yeah. You know, like, you, you know what to... I don't know. You know what's different, I Or, guess. In, in my way as well, is what you try and avoid. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it's like you don't want to try and sound like the same... Yeah, sort definitely. of. Uh, sound. You don't want to come up with the same sound as another band that like that's pretty prominent or whatever, because then you'll get most people going fucking rip off and all that shit. And then that that's another thing as well. Like you just don't want to deal with people being like that. So it, individuality, uh, you you want you don't want it to feel you want it to feel individual, like that it's yours. But when a market again is is so flooded, it's it does feel kind of hard to to be. I guess different from the rest as well. When you start listening to a, like so many different kinds of bands, you just think, "Fuck, man!" Like, oh, this one kind of sounds the same as the last one I just listened to, but it's still fucking good. Like, yeah, and it's like I don't know. There's always times where you want to hear something done differently as mm. well. Like, I, I certainly, for one, like would love to hear like Hal and Wolf go really heavy. Like, yeah. I, re- I reckon that would be really cool. Like, or, you yeah, know, just, just those sort of things. Yeah, the like covering bands and making them heavy. I've always really enjoyed that. Yeah. Like Slaughter to Prevail or whatever. Or what's his name? Alex Terrible. He was doing like vocal covers for a good period of time and he was i think one of my favorite favorite ones was uh he covered one of sia's songs chandelier that's the one fuck it's so good i love it i love it because that guy's got like one of the most ridiculous like lows out there and then yeah he's just coming through wearing his fucking like mask and shit and then covering chandelier same same beat everything it's Mm. just him with ridiculous vocals over the top of it It's got good tone, like you know. It's just a different register, obviously. And it's like, for fuck's sake, this is just like so out there. And then you let a normie listen to it and be like, oh, they just ruined it. I'm like, no, they made it so good. Yeah, way to put a good spin on something. Yeah, it's it, creativity goes a long way, and there's there's so much potential to be able to do stuff like that here in Brisbane. I think that I think we just need to get more people hyped about it. I don't know with. We're so we're too laid back. That's yeah. the thing. We're too laid back. Not not just here, but I just think um, overall, like we just we a lot of us don't really like sort of get really excited for this sort of stuff, and it's frustrating because it's like, why would you not be excited to check out something new, especially that your friends are doing? Yeah, you know that's that's the biggest thing. But you know, it, again, the times I think as well sort of play into that too, where. You know, like me, I've I've found it quite hard to socialise a lot these days as well. It just feels different. Yeah, you know? and you don't really want to buy tickets to something you don't really know is going to go ahead. Like oh yeah, that was yeah, that was a hard thing too because then it would get cancelled and rescheduled, and then you can still hold your ticket. But what about the new date? Can you go to that? Yep. Yes, no. Oh, uh. I'm still holding out hope that Chelsea Wolf and Emma Ruth Rundle are going to be here next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> look, oh, I've been waiting about a couple that. of years. Yeah, oh, it's it's been. Like they, yeah, two years now I think. Yeah, because that. that was supposed to be at the entertainment center, wasn't it? Or uh, no, I think it was meant to be at the crowbar originally. And I'm kind of glad really? that it's not gonna be there because, yeah, like, no that would have been like hell. It would have been like <laughs> oh, the worst yeah. venue for those two. I reckon, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not I sure where know. it's scheduled for now, but I don't know. Something it was telling me that was like a big. Big okay. Man, that'd yeah, be awesome. Like, it was at the entertainment. That would center, be though. so good. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, no, I. Uh, 
whichever I, I can't remember if it's even the the actual self title or not, but Carrion Wolves, whichever that one that that uh, song by uh, her Abyss yeah. Abyss, yeah. yes, that album, fucking love that album. Yeah, that one brilliant. is one that I'll go to when I'm uh, just feeling a bit off. Yep. And just more so, just need to sort of check out from the world and I'll just listen to that shit. And you just, it's almost like you hear that stuff, and especially when you're going through shit, you just disassociate. Yeah, man. And Ch- Chelsea can almost sing the sanity back into you. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. And then once, once it's done, you're just like, oh shit, all right, okay, I'm back again. Where'd that 40 minutes go? Yeah. Should probably go do something now. <laughs> it's good. Like, you just got to give, I think, and that's the thing too, like find your own ways to cope. That If that's a way that you cope with dealing with some, whatever fucked up thing it is that's going on in your world at that yeah. time, if you just need to take 30 minutes out of your day to listen to an album that makes you feel good, fucking do it. Mm. Who cares about what people think or say anymore these days? Like exactly. if you're just going to, you know, like we're talking before about like, oh, listening to that and, oh, that's annoying. That's what I mean. Like, who cares what people say about that shit anymore? I wish mm-hmm. I had that same mentality now as I did when I was younger. Because I reckon my whole, uh, like, mentality and my even my way of thinking and shit would be completely different. Mm. I don't think it'd be, uh, with choices that I made in life, I'd probably be a lot more uh, uh, in control of it, I guess. But... This is how you live and you learn, isn't it? Mm. You know, so. But either way, you know, it, does it does it um, does it interest you to look for new um, artists to put on Edentulous outside of, um, like, say, you've got the aesthetic going? Yeah. Do you always look to try and see if you can maybe throw someone in that is more recognisable to people of sorts, or do you just really want to? give people that haven't had a chance more or less to have a shot at doing something like a mixed bag really like it does definitely help to have perhaps someone that's a little bit more known in whichever scene to Mm -hmm. come in and maybe ask that they do something a bit obscure to see like they'll push have a go yeah have a go and they're they're testing and pushing their limits in that sense but it is there is like a yeah a lot of underappreciated artists already that need a good show and I mean not like with um some of the acts that are in for um next week's show there's um I butcher I'm gonna butcher the word like entomology which is the preserving of butterflies and insects mm-hmm. so we've got um Hannah Jeffrey who preserves insects and frames them which is in itself like a pretty like insane form of like creativity to be able to oh, do it's a wild something concept. like that i've always wondered that too like when you mm. see them in like exhibits and stuff or like uh zoos or whatever and you see them and you're just like who fucking did that yeah. you know who who set that up it, did you know to so me, to me it just looks like sorcery <laughs> yeah or like they just look fake but they're real. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. they're real. And, and that is different. That is, like, not really the blood and guts that usually is kind of on the wall in the in a way, but it is still off in its own realm of being perhaps um, a bit ooky spooky. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, and it's no, it's no dig on it whatsoever because I still, me personally anyway, I think it's cool, but, like, who wakes up of a morning thinking, I want to fuck around with insects in that way? <laughs> Like, not many. So it's a very niche thing and, you know, not a lot of people are going to appreciate it the same way as, 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 as they would doing it, you know. They'd be like, why the fuck are you 
messing around with insects, man. Like, go and get a job. Like, mm. this is my job. Like, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but it's... That's that's so that's so cool. So, uh, is is there anyone else like that sort of thing? That's a, a part of it. Like, or is that sort of that's not even really the limit as to what you'd go to more than anything? Is like that is one of the things that can happen. Yeah, it is one of the things that we really wouldn't say there is a limit. I know that there are a lot of like there's a lot of photography in this one more say than collect collages and stuff like that, but be open to everything mm-hmm. like um what would you call it? Like full scale like hobby rama kind of displays or um I don't know light work or mm-hmm. anything that anyone's doing yeah mm-hmm. like videography and all yeah. that sort of stuff we've got a videographer this um, time around oh yeah. really cool we've also got uh Brad or HT render or whatever um he um does like 3D models of stuff um I can't really go into what he's doing but I'm fairly sure it'll just be a sort of QR code interactive type thing so oh really yeah, yeah. W- once again a completely different avenue again but um uh, that's just going to be another thing for people to check out and yeah, exactly you know interact with too and that's the thing when people get to interact with the stuff that they come and check out too it makes them more interested yeah definitely know? like it's it's sort of like you, you, a lot of people like to say that they're hands-on and it's true mm. a lot of the times they are hands-on so like when they can touch and interact with whatever it is that they're doing they just get more involved in it because they can actually do something yeah it's like cool they feel like they're a part of it and that's that's what you want too. You want people to be interested, and if you can throw something different at them like that, well, you know, yeah. What is it? I keep. Th- I don't know why, but I keep thinking of like stuff like you know Ripley's Believe It or Not <laughs> down at down at Gold Coast, where there's some interactive sort of things you can do there, right? Yeah, true. I have the 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 tube that spins around in my head. That's so. There's there's a platform that you walk through in the middle of it. And then it's like a tube that's spinning. But the idea of it is like it it throws your equilibrium off or something like that. I think that's how it works. And so when you walk through it, it looks like it's actually spinning around, but you're not. So when you walk through, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like (laughs) it just throws you off. Like you got to hold on to the things. And that's the sort of stuff that makes you go, oh, man, this is cool. Like I really want to. Fuck around and see what else they got to do now. So yeah, exactly. that that's a cool that's a cool idea where you actually get a chance to like see and and touch mm-hmm. and feel and the art or the you, you get more of an appreciation, I think, as well. And that's the biggest thing too. And yeah, I mean, I like art. I'm, I'm getting more into art these <laughs> days, so I just like it. So you know, the more niche, the better. Yeah, right? there, there is a lot more out there than kind of like stand one meter back and read and like don't touch anything kind of artwork that you usually see. Like just because of museums, that's the way they do it. Well, the ones I see through the city are like those fancy hoity-toity where there's a couple of photos on the fucking walls and then a whole bunch of people in suits and shit in there having a wine and stuff and I'm fuck that looks boring (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, no doubt the artwork on the wall is like fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars and (laughs) any of us walking by will just go (laughs) (laughs) not in this lifetime you know just where am I going to get that money? <laughs> and wouldn't be spending it on that. But no, <laughs> no. I'd more be thinking, how do I become that artist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how do I get these guys in the suits? Because I don't give a shit about them, yeah. but I care if they pay me. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, I totally get that. Um, oh, I think what we'll do is we'll just check in now. Have you got anything... 
Have you got anything coming out soon, music-wise, Storm? Oh, uh, there's a Royal Artillery album on the way, and mm-hmm. I also played drums on uh, Zed Charles' solo record, which is on the way also. I think oh, he's got to right, finish okay. up vocals on both of them. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm um, sort of just looking for some other musicians to play with, I guess. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, just is, explore other, other avenues. Is there any sort of genre that you'd be limited to? Like, what can you play? No, um, I'd honestly be really keen to play, like, some jazz or electronic music, to be honest. Yeah, Because, um, right. I don't know, it, it just goes hand in hand with my, like, sort of playing. Or even just... Anything really, man. I'm, yeah, I just true. Love, I just love to play music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's frustrating too when you don't get a chance to do it as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, I was just checking in anyway because that might be a good chance to play a Royal Artillery song. Um, was how long have you how long have you been playing with the Artillery for? Um, since two thousand nineteen, I believe. Two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. End of two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Um. Funny enough, there is genuinely no Royal Artillery with me on it. But, oh, um, isn't there? Yeah, oh, okay. I, well, I would have no arguments with you chucking a Chasm song on there. No. Uh, uh, which song? Oh, just any, uh, Drowning, I guess. Drowning? Oh, Drowning. oh, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll, I'll plug that one. Because I don't think... I don't even know. Um, yeah, no. Sorry, I'm just thinking in my head right now, so that's okay. Um <laughs> Right, so yeah, we can. W- what we're going to do is we're going to finish this episode off with the Chasm song, um, and we're also going to have one quick run through of the event Edentialist that's coming up. So at the station, thirteenth of November, six thirty. Yeah, six thirty. Fifteen dollars pre-sale, but there'll also be tickets at the door. Um, well, let's just say a dozen tickets will be at the door at this rate. Uh, yeah, and there's a whole bunch of really cool artists and exhibitions that are going to be on, as well as three bands. Was it three bands? Was it Sacred Hearts? Fucking one of them was like a crazy name and I loved it. Um, <laughs> and then I can't remember the third. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Micro Mort, who usually plays with uh, Sacred Caterpillars. Ah, yeah. well, then we have Sacred Hearts. And then I don't want to butcher this, but a vet offer. Ogapow, Ogapow, sorry, but also under Avet the Doll, if that makes Yvette it any easier. Doll. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, and so that's happening next Saturday. This episode is probably going to come out uh, probably on the Monday. I'm going to aim for the Monday, so there's a few days leading up to it. Hopefully, hopefully it'll that be helps. fresh in the ears, fresh in the head. Fresh, yes, <laughs> fresh, fresh till death. Uh, so yeah, um, I. And really appreciated you guys coming on to have a chat and get a chance to talk about everything that you've been doing. It's it's been a really good one. Um, I've had fun. Yeah, you I know? really appreciate you having us on. Yeah, of course. And you've also got uh, Royal Artillery music coming out, and you've also uh, helped drum on Zed Charles' solo project too. And you're also looking uh, potentially to write jam record with other stuff as well is, yeah, is that right yeah yep. is there anything uh else on the way outside of more indentialist indentialist oh, yeah. sorry and if anything just yeah racking me brain and just trying to think of new new avenues for the indentialist yeah and fuck yeah man. events good photo exhibit mm. there needs to be more photo exhibits and shit oh I definitely love them. even <laughs> just doing standalone gigs and standalone art exhibitions just you know to get it more you know, more yeah. frequent sort of, and thing. especially at the station too. Fucking Definitely. love that place. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's so good, so good. All right. Anyway, um, 
again, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, you can Thank check you. them out on, I wouldn't say Facebook, but definitely Instagram as well. Um, for Edentialist, it starts with ED. Uh, I will share the stuff anyway uh, to make it a little bit easier. <laughs> um, yeah, we picked one hell of a name, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, oh and bef- signing off on that as well, what does edentulous mean? Uh, edentulous means lacking teeth and it stems from my obsession with teeth. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> uh, just like teeth? Yeah, or? just like teeth, I think. A bit odd, my dad has kept all of my baby teeth in his wallet. Really? um, And it's just been like an ongoing weird thing in the household to have like an obsession with teeth. turn it into a necklace or something. Yeah. Very fucking (laughs) creepy, weird, cool. Mm -hmm. Is that fucking tooth right there? Yeah, that's my wisdom tooth. That's your wisdom tooth in a fucking ring. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I've got wisdom tooth pain right now. Um, just looking at that, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. I've got to, I got to get a wisdom tooth out soon too. It's kind of fucking. Yeah. I, I don't like dentists anymore as well. The older I've gotten, worse. I fucking had it's what, deal it, with them. It would, it would have been a much scarier word a hundred years ago though, when they had like hands. Oh yeah, they had to rip them out with pliers and hope you don't bleed to death. Strap you down and you know, or like lose feeling in your fucking jaw forever. Anyway, <laughs> fuck off teeth. We're gonna we're gonna drown it out with some chasm. Oh, play on words. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.